This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And before ranking all Pokemon based on fuckability, I rank them on forgettability. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, my friend, I'm still alive. Whew. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, we're, 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 uh, I'm, I'm struggling. Um, it's been a rough couple, couple weeks, uh, both for the world and, and just, uh, for me especially, I'd like to think the greatest tragedies are the one specifically happening to me. Namely, that I had to deal with how not to summon a demon king last week, which was fucking rough. Excuse you, demon lord. Oh, demon lord. Sure, whatever. <laughs> you gotta get these things right. There are fans of the show out there. Uh, I I don't understand them and they don't understand me, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't expect them to, honestly. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this week is m- maybe just a little bit easier than, than the past couple uh and and that hopefully hopefully i can get some some rejuvenation some life force back maybe i can crawl myself a little bit out of the abyss that i'm currently dwelling inside i mean maybe <laughs> that, that 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 tone does not instill in me a, a great sense of optimism and hope sean i'll be honest I mean, that's fair, but optimism and hope uh, aren't something that I'm very good at instilling in you, because especially when I try to do Uh, that, you always reject it outright. That's because even when you try to instill those feelings within me, at least half the time, and almost certainly more than half the time, you're lying! (laughs) Not lying, Remington. Just excluding some reality. Being deliberately dishonest and deceptive. That's not what lying is. (sighs) But but beyond your your rampant dishonesty and and uh, terrible practices, uh, let, let let's get to the matter at hand. Uh, what what type of torture will I be facing this week, Sean? What anime are we covering? Well, Remington, we've been getting some emails lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we we've we've been getting uh mostly mostly angry emails. We're still getting emails from uh the Your Lie in April episode. Uh, lots of feedback from that. Oh boy, some uh. with some colorful language. Feedback is a generous term, I would say, Rem. <laughs> like, more generous than I I feel is appropriate at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if you could digitize a monkey flinging shit and transform that into an email, that's about what we've been <laughs> receiving. Uh, the hilarious thing is, occasionally, occasionally, within that chaos, we will get one that's like, oh my god, you actually said what I felt about the show, which is very interesting. To <laughs> yeah, with like, th- those few people and us who are just on our island together, uh, <laughs> that's being attacked by, by many ships from all sides. Yeah, we'll, we'll repopulate the weeby world together. It'll be, it'll oh, be a god, dark I don't and like strange one. I, but... I don't like, I don't like the route, the, I don't like the route this went down. Uh, well, this is, neither did this, I, this but I to be on an island alone with you, jackass. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but to the matter of hand, uh, what, 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 are we, what, what are we doing? So we've, we've been getting angry emails. This week, we probably want to avoid that. So maybe we do something a little less contentious. I mean, to be fair, haven't gotten any angry emails about last week's episode. <laughs> that That is that is technically true so far. That could change. I don't know. Maybe there probably are some hard Demon Lord fans out there that will uh, crucify us just as much as the Year Lion April fans do. Well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but no, Remington, this week I wanted to do something curious, I would call it. I I, I appreciate your deliberate uh, avoidance of the, the word interesting there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because interesting doesn't seem the most apt word, I would say. All right. So so what's so curious about what you have in store? Uh, It's curious, Rem, because I don't know where I stand on this show other than the fact that I'm fairly certain I it's bad. <laughs> But at the same time, <laughs> I was weirdly entranced. Oh, okay. Um, here's what that can mean. One, it's like the room, right? It's so bad that it loops back to being great. Uh, it's just such a train wreck that it's really interesting. Uh, two, uh, it, it's bad, but it has like, there. it does one or two things really differently or really well uh, that you just don't see everywhere. And so those bits are intriguing. Uh, or you know what? A, a third possibility is that it's got anime titties and Sean is a big fan of anime titties. So those <laughs> are the three possibilities that I see. I, I will admit <laughs> I have been drawn in. By, by rather curious jiggle physics in the past. Uh, but what makes this show curious and death, it, I can't say it's a good show, Ram. I honestly cannot say it's a good show, but it, it has such a odd surrounding like feeling to it that I ended up watching a large chunk of it before uh, forgetting <laughs> it existed until I felt like uh, dropping it on you. Uh, perfect, perfect. Exactly what I want to hear, Sean. Uh, it's a newer show. It's a newer show. Uh, came out this past winter season. Oh, okay. So quite new. Quite new, quite new. Uh, it is a show that is simply called Darwin's Game. Darwin's Game. All right. Uh, are we talking about Charles Darwin? Is it like the f famous famous biologist Charles Darwin while sailing on the HMS Beagle? Uh, he, he's going and he has a, a bunch of... Either he starts a board game club on the Beagle or he has to have a bunch of riddles posed by probably mythological creatures who are for some reason reason all very focused on being christian as well and he has to use game theory to beat them and to like beat death at his own game and you and you just end up wondering why is charles darwin here either one of those i i'll be honest i'd be interested in which means it's probably not gonna be but if it is oh fuck, fuck i'd watch both of those honestly <laughs> Honestly, I just want cute anime uh, Darwin. Is that so wrong? Hell yeah. So I, I assume this is not Charles Darwin. <laughs> uh, it, it, not directly, no. Uh, it's Darwin, ra rather than Darwin as uh, the uh, the man himself, it's more like Darwin as in uh, winning Darwin awards. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so, so people are going to be nice and stupid. Yes. In a lot of ways, uh, because Remington, it's a genre we haven't tackled in a long ass time. Uh, this is another survival game genre. Survival game genre. When have we ever tackled this? Give me a frame of reference. Mirai Nikki. Oh, okay. That's a good genre. <laughs> It from can the, be. 
from the one data point, it's really up there. It's possibly the best genre. Uh, granted, it has one data point for me so far, and that data point is quite high. So, uh, it, it, I, I'm gonna guess that that uh, law of averages, it's gonna end up going down a bit this week. I mean, yeah, that, that being said. Because uh, today, Remington, rather than uh, a bunch of people fighting to become God, uh, the stakes are a little bit lower, but a lot more fantastical. Uh, okay. Uh, so let me just give you the brief synopsis here. So a uh, high school student, uh, Kaname Sudo, uh, receives an invitation from a classmate to play Darwin's game, a mobile game. Stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that uh, he's never heard of. Uh, as soon as he opens the application, a green snake suddenly pops out from his phone screen and bites him in the neck, leaving him unconscious. What the fuck? First of all, how did it reach his neck? How close is he holding his screen to his face? Oh no, this is like uh, old school mid-2000s 3D type of thing. What the fuck? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and uh, he wakes up later in an infirmary without any signs of bite uh, and is just told to go home for the rest of the day because he apparently passed out uh he just considers it a, a hallucination and goes home i mean wouldn't you tell the nurse about that like hey i saw this and then she's like well that definitely didn't happen you have no marks and which means you're hallucinating which could be an underlying sign of serious problems uh, no rem oh but of course this not. is this is an anime that is steeped in edge there's no way anybody's gonna talk to anybody like actual human beings uh, uh of course and uh and he, after uh on his way home, he gets a little curious and decides to open the app again. Uh, and the application just appears to be like any other, you know, typical battle game. Uh, and right. decides to uh, start and play and give it a try. Uh, however, uh, his in-game opponent unexpectedly appears right in front of him and attempts to hunt him down with a knife. Th this is like if you took season one of Sword Art Online combined with Mirai Nikki and steeped it with Edge. Yes, I get it. <laughs> That's not good. That's oh, okay. Okay, continue continue uh basically as he's running for his life he puts two and two together and realizes darwin's game is a brutal survival game in the real world uh this show That's is dumb. this show is curious <laughs> this is, rem this is really dumb yeah 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 i know it's dumb it's dumb <laughs> but just wait it oh. can get dumber <laughs> Oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm ready. All right. Believe me, I wasn't either. Because not <laughs> only, not only, Rem, is it a survival game based on, like, the idea of a cursed mobile app, uh, each individual player of this game gets a highly specific superpower. Oh, but of course. And I can't how, really how, explain. How are, how are the superpowers assigned? Randomly. That doesn't sound fair. It's not. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, all right, over here, we have super strength. He can rip your body apart with his bare hands. And in the other corner, we have, he's really good at cooking, actually. He's a wonderful <laughs> chef, can make a meal out of anything you've got in the kitchen. All right, fine. Uh, what if I told you that there was an anime episode exactly like that? I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in this show, but in another show. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. Why wouldn't there be? Uh, all right. So th this game already makes no goddamn sense. Nope, 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 nope. It's a very strange and surreal romp, uh, but not in a good way, I would say. <laughs> <sighs> I just found, oh, fuck. I found it strange and interesting, and a lot of people want us to cover it because a lot of people seem to really enjoy it. Uh, that being said, Rem, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it because my thoughts on it are... Man, this is a show. <laughs>
<laughs> boy, oh boy, that is something that that I just watched. That 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 had some some variety of light that entered my retinas. Sure was. And it, the best uh, the best summation I can make to Darwin's game as to why it's called Darwin's game, aside from the survival element, is that the individual superpowers are like random mutations that enable them to live and continue. All right, sure, that, why not? That, that's the best I could do as far as theory crafting in this. I'm not I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time delving into it. I just thought it would be a bit of a romp, a bit of a bit of an adventure, a bit of a it, journey. The, the, the whole reasoning for Darwin is probably just the the very popular misunderstanding of the phrase survival of the fittest uh because because when people hear that phrase they assume like fittest as in like super muscly fit dudes right uh or or fit women for that matter uh um, yeah we don't want to exclude anybody yeah so that that's what people assume for survival of the fittest the the strongest most athletic etc etc right when in actuality it's it's better seen as survival of the fittest as survival of the best fit like not muscly person but like a puzzle piece that yeah, fits yeah. in the right spot best for the uh, environment right yeah but people commonly misunderstand that and i assume that the naming is entirely based off of that simple misunderstanding and nothing more i will say you'll probably like the design of the first bad guy <laughs> I, I'm very curious as to as to what that means, and I look forward to figuring out. Yeah, so without further ado, Rem, let's jump into it. Let's go watch some Darwin's game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming four whole episodes of the quite curious show simply known as Darwin's Game. And Remington, I have a few feelings that you're going to have some interesting things to say about the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, th this show, it's, it's definitely unique. Uh, it's, it's different for sure. It's not good though, is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sean. What this show wanted to be was like Sword Art Online meets Mirai Nikki, right? What this show is instead is like the most dramatic, silly parts of Death Note just shat out the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, that's... <laughs> that's what this show ends up as. It's, it's such... A fever dream. This show. So the real question is: the real question is, Rem, why? Why did I watch the whole show with a smile on my face? Uh, you know what? That uh, that's a great question. I think we will. I think by the end of of this podcast, we will really hone in on the exact answer why. Uh, but let let let's jump in. Let's start uh discussing the show properly, Sean. Okay, yeah, because this show starts out a bit interesting. Uh, it does something that not a lot of anime do, but it has been popping up from time to time in recent years. The first episode is 40 minutes long. Yeah, which terrified the shit out of me because I assumed that every episode was going to be a nice 45 minutes and that was going to be much worse than I initially anticipated. But no, just the first one for some reason. Yeah, they had a lot to say and they wanted to get everything <laughs> out in one big burst. You know, that that big uh, full episode drop so you can get as much information as possible and uh, hopefully hook people people in, which I gotta say, it kind of worked on me. But. <laughs> yeah, so the, the show opens up with a, a dramatic chase. You have someone is being pursued by a baseball panda. Uh, and... <laughs> 
so they they are they're wait 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 is it a panda with a baseball bat or is it like well be a bit more descriptive please because i don't think baseball panda is good enough all right it, it is a a panda in a baseball uniform uh that can also go invisible and it's it's chasing a pretty normal looking dude uh through the dark streets of japan in the middle of the night the man is clearly very frightened and worried uh he ends up at a dead end to which he then turns around and decides all right well i guess now i have to kill baseball panda so he tosses some i believe he tosses some knives at baseball uh, box cutter oh, okay uh, but sure pieces, that's right box cutters at baseball panda uh it does not work out he gets killed by baseball panda uh with one of the biggest blood spurts we've seen in a long ass time yeah no like the blood spurts are are comically ridiculous Anime. this isn't even the most ridiculous <laughs> one uh and it's so weird because it it's as if the blood was was like pressurized un, it was like unset jello like the it does not work for what you'd imagine blood to be it doesn't make much sense but anime physics they're weird sometimes and and basically everything within this show has the same intensity and feeling as the potato chip scene from death note but like all oh, the time it's always it's such a good that feeling it's like fucking crack cocaine of anime world i love it so and, much but here's the thing like that scene in death note the, the famous i'll take a potato chip and eat it right that one is is self-aware right it's very deliberate it, it knows how over the top it is this show doesn't at like it probably knows that it's elevated but it it does it has no self-awareness in any way at all uh so after after we get this this nice scene we we cut to school right where we get our bland bitch protagonist who i literally do not know the name of <laughs> i can't could cannot remember it's kaname kaname uh he's so he is he falls perfectly in line with bland bitch protagonists. He does not have a personality to speak of. Uh, we see him at school talking to a, uh, one meaningless friend. Another meaningless friend shows up and is wondering where this other friend is because he got a troubling call last night and he hasn't talked to him and he hasn't seen him yet uh it, it turns out that that friend was the one who was murdered by baseball panda and so uh bland bitch protagonist is like oh yeah he sent me a link to a game last night may as well click it and uh and the traumatized friend is like no wait don't do that but bland bitch protagonist does because he's an idiot <laughs> so when he opens up when he downloads and opens up the app sean what happens as happens when Whenever you open up an app is that a snake pops out of his phone and bites him in the neck right i mean i told you that it would happen yeah you, you did yep and <laughs> uh and then protagonist uh he passes out and he do he doesn't really care he is not at all alarmed he wakes up in the nurse's office very nonchalant doesn't care about the hallucination or passing out right after not a concern for him apparently uh he he talks to uh his two friends one of which is in the know about things and the one who actually knows what's going on is like hey i'll meet you later to explain everything all right just be careful out there right cool awesome so on the on the walk home because they just decide to ditch the rest of class on, on the walk home well he opens up the app and the app shows 
a, a sort of chibi version of him, right, uh, as his avatar. And then it's versus a chibi version of Baseball Panda. And it's like, all right, versus fight to the death. Get ready. And, and, and Blind Bitch Protagonist is like, huh. What does that mean? At this point, he's on, he's on, uh, he's on the train home, right? And he looks and the only other person in the cabin with him is Baseball Panda. And he does not make the connection of like, wow, this, this must be the guy I'm facing. The very specific Baseball Panda. No, he has no fucking clue. Uh, then Baseball Panda gets up, pulls out a machete. Okay. Now it's not a machete. It's just a very big knife. We gotta be very okay, specific I'm sorry. on these things. A very, very large knife. Our bland bitch protagonist is just like, well, this is strange. <laughs> How odd. What is he doing, do you think? He does not care about Baseball Panda with a carving knife. Doesn't give a shit. Does not make the connection until the Baseball Panda gets very close to him. And then he's like, huh, maybe this is, maybe this is dangerous. My, my favorite bit is when he gets right next to him, he's like, can I help you with something? Yeah. As he's raising the knife. Yeah. Bland Bitch Protagonist has no justification on surviving in any given episode that we have seen so far. He's the stupidest man alive. Uh, so he, he learns, oh, Baseball Panda wants to kill me, is able to escape, run away, out of the train. He thinks, okay, well, I just need to go see, like, the cops. So he goes, he sees, like, a single station cop, just, like, one cop or security guard chilling around, right? And he's like, you gotta help me. That Baseball panda's trying to kill me right uh now the officer is not playing the game he doesn't know what's going on but he does see baseball panda with a carving knife and he's like well that's dangerous uh, and he's like all right well I'll, I'll try to protect you and then he gets killed just right then and there oh yeah yep. <laughs> because apparently it is, it is very great because it's almost identical to the first killing of the show yeah uh, and it, it already brings up like weird questions. Apparently you don't need to be in the game to be murdered, which, which brings up a lot of, uh, ethical implications. Uh, and, and it's a bit strange because a few people are watching Baseball Panda chase our bland bitch protagonist and they don't seem to like notice or care that Baseball Panda has a carving knife. Uh, there's like this, this weird disconnect from reality and the game that is very loosely defined. But yeah, so officer just dies. So our, our main character continues to run. Uh, eventually main character meets up with, uh, meets up with his buddy. Once again, don't know his name. Kyoto. Kyoto. Kyoto's the one who knows about the game and was like, oh, well, this is bad. They join up, end up at uh, like a car park, right? And they're hiding out. Then the, the friend sort of, but not really explains that this is connected to the game, which our main character has not pieced together. Our main character still has no fucking clue. Uh, so the friend helps out there and mentions how everybody has a sigil. Everyone has a sigil, which is just, you get a superpower when you sign up for the game. That's how it works, right? Yep, it's a hyper-specific superpower too. Yes. Now, his his friend here apparently knows what protagonist's sigil is. Uh, he implies heavily he knows what it is somehow oh he doesn't but he openly says it that he knows what it is he doesn't say what it is 
mind you. Uh, nor does he try and help his friend to tell him what it is, or even really what they are. Um, he's horribly unhelpful, his friend, as they're being chased down by Baseball Panda. Uh, it's very strange. Anyway, Baseball Panda finds them in the car park, starts chasing them down, stabs friend, um, but, but friend just sort of goes off in the corner. Protagonist runs. Uh, it's a sort of game of cat and mouse. It's, it's not good. Uh... At this point, I'm wondering why they don't go to, like, a hospital or something or anywhere else. Because they say that you can't, like, call anybody. You can't use your phone other than for the game when the game is going on. But clearly, yeah. people can still have an impact. So why not go as public as possible? I don't get it. What the fuck? Uh, it quote-unquote gets explained later on that after a while, people start wandering away from uh, locations where the game is being played. Yeah, we, which also makes no god damn sense uh because later on we'll we'll get to that whole thing oh god this the game makes no fucking sense anyway so baseball panda's chasing him and eventually he has protagonist cornered uh protagonist realizes his friend has died uh and whenever a character dies there's actually like a neat uh i don't know how to describe it like pixelated imprint of their body wherever they died it's a it's sort of cool i like it mm -hmm. uh but he notices his friend is dead he's about to get stabbed by Baseball Panda. But then we have Deus Ex Sedan. Like this family just is driving in the car park and just rams into Baseball Panda accidentally because he's invisible at the moment. And and, and they defeat Baseball Panda. And, and that's how the fight ends. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. I love every second of it. Uh, so, oh, and just for some clarification, just for some clarification, yeah, yeah. Ram, uh, the uh, Kyoto's sigil was quote unquote aura reading. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I I read the manga uh, because I was curious how buck wild this show was gonna get, and read it all the way into what is going to be the second season, which it does have one oh, confirmed. God. Oh no. Uh, and uh, it describes his sigil as aura reading, and what you seem to imply that he knows what his sigil is. No, no, no. He just knows that he has a strong aura. That's it. What the fuck? Yeah. But that's he, how he, he can see Invisible Panda, but still got. Why did they anyway. change? Why did they change the dialogue in the anime then? Because he doesn't say, "Oh wow, he has a strong aura." He says it, he has says one of the strongest strong sigils. It's, I swear to God. Uh, it depends. Well, it depends on where you watch it and who subbed it. But the Crunchyroll version says aura. I'm about to shank a bitch. All right. Uh, real yep. dumb. Anyway. Uh, so Baseball Panda has been defeated. Uh, which good now protagonist gets all of his points or whatever okay it's at this point that i'm wondering who made this game why did they make it what's the point of even playing it at all uh and i'm gonna hazard to guess that they will attempt to sort of explain these at some point but it'll be more or less a sword art online explanation also known as not really an explanation is that actually, uh, is that a fair assumption would you say sean actually no, not really. The the reason isn't super new or original, uh, and it's not a great reason. But it's not sort of online levels of bad. Okay. It's literally more of it's literally more of uh, if you think about the name of the show, it's it's closer to that. It, basically, oh god, so that's so dumb and pointless. So pointless. Especially if it's something like, oh, well, we're trying to figure out who can survive in this environment, but also we're going to give them dramatically different superpowers that can just have a wildly different impact on that. You know, like good science does. 
it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Anyway, so uh, as, as he continues on, uh, he ends up being contacted somehow by uh, by this girl, right? Uh, by by this blonde girl in a red dress. I don't know. It doesn't really explain how she can contact him. Don't worry about it. it the, ga- the, the game has an in-game chat function. Yeah, well, yeah, it has an in-game chat function, but how can list, you... You can chat with them. How can you specifically... Like, it's very, very vague about the information you can gleam from the game basically everybody has a list of players uh that they can access essentially and new players will show up on a list that you can just challenge them to random battles blah 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 like it's not very well explained in the anime no it's like here's a vague notion and don't think about it too much so he meets up with her uh at this point also he's he's gotten a gun um but he does not bring the gun for reasons for really bad reasons like he's like oh no i'd be worried that maybe the police would be if they like pulled me over would think that it's real suspicious but also i'm gonna bring a stun gun with me so i mean sure uh, like uh, holding a uh, 17 year old holding a gun in japan is a lot more serious than in america my dude well i i realize that but if you buy it doesn't it, make it a good reason no that's what i'm trying if to you're say going into to life or that- death like, homie, come the fuck on. It's dumb. Especially, like, it, it's pointless still, but it's just dumb. So he meets her, right? Uh, The game quickly, quickly goes from, he, he goes from frightened to horny immediately. Like, he's like, oh, no, I might be in danger. But she is as cute as her avatar. Uh, and I, Oh, God. Real dumb. Uh, Then in her first introduction, this girl, once again, who knows what her name is? Sean, you want to tell the fans? Shuka. 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 She meets meows often very very often in the old school 90s anime kind of way it is (laughs) it is delightfully absurd oh god so so uh i have no idea at this point how this game has not been reported to the authorities because people are dying and yeah but most of the bodies disappear so which makes it even more suspicious especially because they can all be easily connected to this game they're messaging one another about it but oh oh but you will get in trouble if you talk about the game. If you talk about the game, you'll be in so much trouble. Somehow, don't worry about it. But still... You'll get deleted by the teleportation thing. But, like, at least someone still would. And also, a cop not playing the game definitely got murdered, so that shit is happening, and property damage is rampant in this so far. It Don't worry. Don't think about it. If you think, you're dead. Uh, So, she is talking with him and she wants to figure out what his sigil is he has no idea uh because because everyone like they just have a title for their sigil right and sean you want to know what what his title says when he tries to read it it says question mark question mark question mark close it says error unable to be analyzed because bullshit reasons uh there's hardly any good reasons for literally anything in this show. Uh, so she's like, well, I can't trust you since you won't tell me. Let's fight. And he's like, oh no. And so she locks down the like factory or warehouse that they're in, which she can do. And then they fight. Now her ability is that she can control chains with like spiky bullshit attached to the ends of them uh which sure neat uh I, then i think it's a fun power <laughs> i mean it's it, it's fun uh it, it's mildly interesting uh now as she is chasing him and he he's like oh god i'm gonna die we go to like a three minute monologue on his behalf 
where he's like, oh god, I'm about to be caught. Whatever can I do? Oh man, I don't want to die. At one point he's like, oh, killing a girl would be impossible for me, which is just one of the bullshit moments where it's like, shut the fuck dude oh my god oh you're so chivalrous uh also like it was at this point i realized there's no chance she's dying there was gonna be some bullshit even though it's technically a fight to the death no chance she's dying they care about her too much they're too horny for her uh, so they, they end up fighting. He realizes that his ability is essentially he's able to recreate at will an object that he's touched before. Uh, and so he gets a gun because he had a gun before and he's, he sort of like starts like shooting at her or whatever. He tricks her. He blocks her. Long story short, he wins the fight. However, before he kills her, apparently you can just surrender and then you don't die, which makes no goddamn sense, Sean. You know why oh, it doesn't does. make any goddamn it... sense, Sean? Why? Why the fuck didn't Baseball Panda or or his close friend or the person who Baseball Panda was hunting or anybody else, why don't they just surrender before they get fucking killed, Sean? Uh, because if you surrender, you lose a large amount of points and if your points hit zero, you get deleted. Wait, wait that's never been explained. What the fuck? Oh yeah, no, it was never explained in the wait, anime, but... <laughs> No, the implication yeah, no, I got literally... was that you lose that's... all of your points anyway when you surrender, but you get to live. That's how it seemed to be explained. What? Nope, 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 nope. When you, uh, yeah, you surrender, what? you lose a certain amount of points, uh, almost equivalent to if you had, uh, uh, like more than you would have, uh, in other situations. I forget, the, I forget the exact number. Right, sure, matter. sure, sure. Wait, whatever, whatever, whatever. Nonetheless, why wouldn't you still just surrender every time? Well, if you're a low tier player like, uh, those guys were, then you would probably have run out of points if you surrendered and died anyway what the fuck all right so everything is dumb yeah. and it hurts me on the inside like the reason they could surrender was due to the fact that they had a large amount of points but they like all the they, people they killed they blatantly explained that like you just need to like swear your allegiance to the other person and you can surrender they okay in the anime they that just doesn't exist what you are oh, describing yeah, no, no. is just not a factor here it's not a factor until people are reminded it's a factor. oh of course it's sword art online rules where it's like oh shit by the way here's a mechanic that we just thought of and makes no sense if you look back but here it is okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do the weep thing and say in the manga oh. uh, <laughs> they explain literally all of your complaints away but in the anime they were much more focused on the fun animation and edge so cool also something like in the fight like his ability he can create items that he's come into contact before neat somehow he's also has like ninja dodging abilities all of a sudden because he's dodging all of the chains as he's getting nice and close to her, and it makes no sense. Uh, but this this show doesn't make sense. So well, she couldn't see him, so it was a little hard. I mean, but not really though. And uh, he did get cut on the head, oh, so, which no. is not a complete dodge. So a after after this, uh, he he wakes up, and how this show ends. Well, first of all, I I'm skipping ahead. We meet knockoff L, who's watching a bunch of cameras, and it, they're just knockoff L. That, and that's it. Uh, then we cut to protagonist. He's waking up in bed. Uh, he's shirtless. And uh, the, the girl, she's naked on top of him because of fucking course she is. I mean, yeah. Isn't that what you do when you uh, nurse somebody back to health, Remington? Uh, Just you would know better than anybody, Sean. And the episode ends with her looking him in the eyes and saying, make a family with me. And that's episode one. <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, I was like, this is awful. But I'm going to watch some more. <laughs> 
yeah, so so episode two, uh, it cuts back, and and so she explains. She's all nice and naked. She explains. Well, obviously, what I meant was to start a clan, which I called a family, not just so that I could give horny weebs what they want, but rather that's just the way I'm talking for some reason. Uh, also, so protagonist obviously has no idea what to do about a naked woman, right? I, Sean, I have a question. I mean, it's anime. So. Yeah, why can zero percent of anime protagonists handle nudity or sexuality with like any degree of composure or maturity like at all in any way it's not zero percent it's only like five percent i have we seen one uh well i mean there's goblin slayer but that's not the greatest example Uh, oh god let's see there there's been a there's been a couple but you know they're usually the bad parts of those animes overshadow the fact that they disregard that uh yeah i don't understand why it's not interesting it's just lazy and it's a bullshit trope that is unnecessary and i don't get it it's partially it's partially a cultural thing too ram like you know the whole sexuality thing is kind of a bit of a touchy subject in uh uh, Japan. Yeah, but there's still got to be like some counterculture rebels or just people. Oh, there is. Or there even people is. Who, of... who aren't like, oh God, it's a poop. What do I do about it? But people are, who are like, oh, okay. You know, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that. If you could like put your clothes on, that would be nice. Like, the, and there is that. And there is quite a bit of that. Like hell, even one of the most popular uh, anime in existence, One Piece has the main character do that all the time. Uh, partially due to the fact that he's basically, he is a uh, confirmed asexual which is very interesting uh yeah yeah like uh don't know how long that'll last but uh yeah and and goku from dragon ball z is also uh not one to react in such a fashion but Uh. he's also dumb as a sack of uh, bricks (laughs) yeah that's 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 also something to be considered uh so back to the masterpiece that is darwin's game she says we should start a clan together uh but you need to be a certain rank to start a clan and he's like well aren't you that certain rank and she's like yeah but don't you know the boy should lead on these types of things which is just another stupid obstacle with no reason behind it uh another thing so whenever you order something it gets like instantly delivered also you can get like these really nice apartments uh, at any time with using your points and also absurd amounts of money who has these resources and why is this the way they decided to spend it like that's part of the mystery no it's just dumb it's just it's it's not a mystery to be like like, who's this dumb and nonsensical? That's not a mystery. Yeah, but now you know why people play the game, because you can get stonk-ass rich on it. <laughs> yeah, but you'll inevitably die. Like, what's the end game here? What's the point? Hey, not if you kill everybody who tries to kill you. Yeah, there you go. If you just genocide everyone, then you get a lot of money in an empty society. Cool. Not everyone, Rem. Just the people who are playing the game trying to kill you. It's not mm. that hard. There's an asterisk on that, uh, but... Uh, uh, so what happens is that uh, first of all we're we're introduced to just how quirky uh, our our yandere waifu is. Uh, she's just so gosh darn quirky and and eccentric in all of the things she does. Uh, they they go out shopping in a meaningless scene. Uh, then then we see a scene of the L knockoff who's called the analyst apparently. Yeah, her name is Ra- uh, is Rain, but yeah. Cool. Uh, she she only speaks in probabilities and percentages. She's 
a humanoid robot type person. Get it? Oh, man. Uh, so then, as they're going out and about, as protagonist is waiting for the girl to put on clothes or whatever, I'm gonna describe it as, like, an evil, cool version of Sean shows up. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this ginger fuck shows up, an evil cool Sean, he's, he just yoinks protagonist's phone out of his hand, and is like, come get it. And so he follows this stranger into an alleyway, where the stranger explains like, oh man, you'd be in trouble if you couldn't get your phone back, because you cannot play Darwin's game on other people's phone. I mean, they, technically, you can, you can play it on other, you could like get a new phone or something, but like, oh man, who knows how long that could take. It's weird, more arbitrary restrictions and poorly explained nonsense. So dumb. Uh, so instead of using the element of surprise and, and killing our protagonist, evil cool Sean gives a nice little monologue before starting the game and... Oh, please tell me you're not give, give an evil, calling him evil cool Sean because his name could be uh, loosely translated to dog. Oh, hell, I didn't even know that, but it makes sense because as we all yeah, know, Inu, Sean is, is a dog, man. God damn you. <laughs> yeah, his name is Inukai and uh, Shuka actually straight up calls him just dog. Oh, because, God, I'm you know, so good. That's, uh, uh, so uh, obviously protagonist wins handily, easily. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Uh, but he, he too, he lets... Evil Cool Sean live. Evil Cool Sean surrenders and everything. Uh, so far, protagonist in the show has not killed anyone, which is oh, a yeah, no. boring decision. Yeah, he he doesn't want to kill anybody. It's so though. dumb. Get it? Because he's he's just he's not going to let evils of the game corrupt him. He's just a nice guy, man. Hey, hey, Rem, I'm gonna tell you something that'll make you like him a little better. He does start killing people eventually. Thank <laughs> God, he should be killing people now. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. so then we we get a phone call or the our yandere waifu. She she gets a phone call from the analyst and the analyst is just there to give us exposition she's just an exposition dump character who's done research on all the other players in the game and is like hey here's what's going on at any given time uh don't think about it i won't explain how it happens she just has the ability to do this don't worry about it well she's more than just that but it's later on oh i mean sure uh so then yandere waifu gets reunited with protagonist right as a, a game is about to start a treasure hunt. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all don't you know all mobile games thrive on event seasons? Yep. And so then everyone gets transported into the city, but different spots in the city. Um. Yep. Uh, all different parts of Shibuya. Sure. And this is when uh, now everyone in the city who's not playing the game just leaves. Which, what? Excuse me? How? If they're not playing the game, they haven't been bitten by the snake that gives you power and shit takes over your brain how can they be affected what the fuck is happening sean well i mean the sigils uh aren't only restricted to use in the game people use them outside of it yeah but how so how, theory, is, the how is everyone who's not playing the game suddenly mind controlled by whoever's in charge of the game all they right have so whoever's in charge of the game they want people to play the game right right and they can mind control literally everyone at will right well it's only a simple form of mind 
mind. Oh, only a simple form of mind control. You know what would be real simple? Controlling their fingers to poke their phone screen a few times to download a game. That's simpler than controlling them to move their entire bodies miles away. The silence speaks volumes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then it would just be a lot of people dying for no reason. The whole but the, the game doesn't have a reason, Sean. Oh, it does. And if it does, if it does, you'd think the more people, the merrier, right? Eh, not necessarily. What do you mean, not necessarily? Well, Pre you, presumably, you gotta keep these things somewhat secret. Why? Man. Why? 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 Look, I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> You gotta keep it secret from the people who aren't in the game, but then if all the people could just be in the game, basically nothing makes sense because that's how this show is. Literally every episode of this show is like the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh that was just chocked full of what the fuck moments and you having no idea what's going on. Uh, then right at the end of this episode, we see uh, this mob boss face off against this teenage girl. He pushes her off a building and she plops down into like a torrential, like it, it, it's a, it's a ludicrous blood splop. Episode three is all about the, the treasure hunt, figuring out what's going on. You need to collect rings that have gems on them. Cool. Uh, in this game, uh, immediately protagonist just looks under the bed and he gets a ring, which is a great fucking find. Well, I am, I'd imagine that everybody starts with at least one ring just due to the fact that the game wants people to fight and kill each other. Yeah. Um and so, you need to get at least 3 rings otherwise you're gonna you're gonna die. So he he starts exploring. Uh and you know what like this show this show has some of the coolest ideas when it comes to gamified bullshit that we've seen on the podcast, John. But it, it definitely it falls right in line with with the long history of of, wow, that's a really cool idea done in the absolute worst piss poor manner imaginable because good God. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. So uh, he ends up meeting up with like this super SWAT dude with body armor and uh, a big old gun at the ready and he's running away and he's terrified about it. Um, I mean, wouldn't you be if if you came across a dude with a big fucking LMG? I mean, 100%. In full armor with a skull mask? Yeah, so, so uh, SWAT boy chases our protagonist uh, firing rounds at him. Eventually, he has him cornered, right? But all of a sudden, right when he should kill the protagonist, his gun jams. And then he fixes it. But then the protagonist is not worth the bullets, apparently, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, it's a shame there's, like, no stakes in this show when I know that, like, no characters that are in the intro are in danger. Like, there's so much plot armor in this show, and it doesn't pretend otherwise. Uh, so then Swap Boy, he goes into the elevator, but oh, joke's on him. He got planted because uh, there was a bunch of plants and the plants killed him, apparently. Apparently, even further, uh, th the florist, as he is deemed, has killed 22 people in like five minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's well, they weren't all killed by the florist. It implies that just about all of them were killed by the florist. Uh, and if you have that kind of power, surely you will not have a problem dealing with a couple more. Uh, analyst shows up. She shows up and she meets up with protagonist, um, which is like, sure, um, I, I I guess so. And and they sort of talk it over and they're like, yeah, let's let's join together. We'll be a team. Yeah. At this point, we get a brief scene from outside of the game where like it's this public event where a bunch of people are watching the treasure hunt right it's like a bunch of rich 
fucks who are just interested in seeing how the game goes. And it's at this point, Sean, it's at this point, I think I get it. I think oh. I I think I understand this show now, Sean. Do you? Uh, Sean, Darwin's game is just a weebified version of the classic 2001 film Rat Race. <laughs> It all makes sense. So, uh, Rat Race, for those who haven't seen it, you get a bunch of- Hold the, fu- hold the fucking phone. <laughs> you have seen Rat Race. Of course, it's a great movie. <laughs> but you haven't seen literally hundreds of classic films. No, Rat Race is the only movie I need in my life. Oh my God, and you're also aging us again. Thanks for that, bud. <laughs> so, uh, Rat Race is, is a phenomenal film where a bunch of wacky characters or groups uh, are, are all uh, put in, into a, a race. All of them have to get from point A to point B the fastest po- as possible. Um, they all have crazy personalities, and it's all done just by an eccentric like billionaire so that he can entertain his rich friends who are just taking a bunch of bets and stuff right uh and 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 darwin's game is also that it's just rat race sean darwin's game is rat race it's you know what even further than that sean even further darwin's game is actually a a brilliant and nuanced critique of capitalism itself you see you have the higher classes the rich and the wealthy and they they craft the game that we are all stuck playing that we will literally kill and die for once we start in the game it's difficult if not impossible to leave this game of capitalism and and some of us some of us will succeed and things will go great other ones of us will just live in stress and worry and effort until we inevitably die by the very same system uh which provides us these supposed opportunities Long story short, Darwin's game is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah? We have not seen such a great capitalist critique since Ascendance of a Bookworm. Hashtag communism for books. Oh, for fuck's sake, (laughs) man. Uh, I will. I do have one thing that'll probably put put just one little hole in your your uh, critique there. Yeah. Uh, all those rich fucks are players too. Why? <laughs> what? Why? What the fuck? Why? Why? Uh, yeah, because only people who are uh, participating in the game can know about the game, and those are the rich people who either have killed high enough or are making or are, were rich previously, so that they can avoid having to play the game as much oh, as necessary. This game doesn't so, make any sense. Uh, nonetheless. I still maintain this is Rat Race. Go watch Rat Race. Uh, so, so this episode uh, ends. Rowan Atkinson is my waifu. Oh fuck yeah, brother! Uh, he, he is a he is a star in everything he does. Yeah. Uh, so th- this episode uh, ends with learning that oh, the florist can take over the people that he kills or something like that. Oh, they're not dead. Well, yeah, they're not dead. They just are taken over by the power of yeah, plants. They're being manipulated by the plants essentially like force forcible muscle control essentially. yeah they, once again they don't really explain it they don't really care to whatever uh also yeah. at one point protagonist the author probably played the last of us and thought hey that was cool <laughs> yeah at one point protagonist touched one of the rings and his hand did the duplication thing and i swear to god when the treasure hunt ends with him duplicating a ring i'm going to kill myself oh don't worry it, that never happens what the fuck yeah but then why was it i also hate that don't get 
get me wrong. It's good that it doesn't happen because it would be dumb for the narrative. But now it's dumb that it doesn't happen because it implied that it would. Well, he tried is the thing, but it didn't work. Like, they well, it didn't, it didn't register even seem on that... the phone system. What the fuck? <laughs> this is so stupid. All right. Yeah. Um. So episode four continues this. Uh, they're, they're still at the hotel, still running from, uh, evil flower people. Uh, the analyst decides to, to run independently. Uh, her ability is essentially that she can see perfect cause and effect ahead of time. So yeah, she, yeah, she can, she can see, uh, the momentum of everything. Yeah. Essentially. Now, uh, here's why this makes no goddamn sense. So the implication is like, all right, well, if you could understand like the exact, the exact physical properties of every atom uh, and every element going on, you'd be able to predict the cause and effect and create a causal chain picture, portrait, basically, of what's about to happen soon. Right? Uh, sure. However... Where this falls apart, the way we we see this first is by her by the analyst discovering this power with a friend of hers who is about to get hit by a car, and she immediately sees all of the cause and effect that she her friend is about to get hit by a car, and she stops her friend from getting hit by a car. Um, here's the thing, Sean: hmm? is there free will, or is this a deterministic universe? Because if there, this has to have free will. <laughs> this has to have free will because the analyst changes the deterministic universe into being able to change her own behavior and save her friend as well as do all of her other behavior. However, if there is actual free will, then she should not be able to causally determine with pinpoint precision the behaviors of anybody else. It breaks the deterministic link. They talk all about Laplace's demon, sure, whatever, but that does not fundamentally work when you introduce free will. And if you demonstrate that you have free will and thus everyone has to have free will, then you break determinism, which then, thus breaks her entire ability and makes it have no coherent sense philosophically speaking sean well philosophy has nothing to do with it rem it's literally just the ability to briefly predict where the uh where about where things are gonna fly no but the ability doesn't make any goddamn sense it's contradictory in of itself Oh, goodness. She primarily, like, okay. Yeah, it is basically linked only to what she can see in the world uh, around her herself. Yes, she can look but at that is not the issue. The issue is free will, Sean. An issue as old as time. And if this wants to make a this this wants to make a great critique about capitalism, it's done a poor critique on the free will versus determinism argument where it is just, it like, it, it's, it's a, a bullshit form of compatibilism that doesn't even makes sense. Oh, God. Rem, I feel like your tinfoil hat is getting a little too tight for your head. It is cutting off blood flow. This show is only fun when you either don't think about it or when you think far too much about it. Okay, you figured it out. That's probably why I like this show. <laughs> that I think about it. That's probably exactly it. <laughs> so uh, they also figure out you can use the in-game shop uh, just whenever, in whenever, even in the treasure hunt, which apparently they didn't know, which feels sort of broken, but don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Well, well, the reason the reason they didn't know before is because usually in a one-on-one -on -one death match, there's not much time to sit and browse Amazon, you know? It, it's weird because it's like, this game has an implied long history about it, but also an implied it's super new. Well, it's hard to keep information flowing when a lot of people die as soon as they get the game. It don't but yeah, don't no, pretend like this show had any don't at no point did the creator of this show stop and think does this make sense? That was never a question that went through their brain. Uh so so But it looks so cool, right? <laughs> 
So protagonist fights the florist uh, right as he's about to, to lose uh, and he should have died. Uh, he, he has this weird moment where he speaks to a classic blacksmith in his own psyche. And it's a scene like straight out of Yu-Gi-Oh, like talking to a pharaoh bullshit. It made no sense. It was weird. Uh, then he... He tries to one-up the florist. Florist is about to kill him, but all of a sudden the florist gets a flashback to his daughter. And so he misses his attack because he sees his daughter, which we've only now been introduced to. It's not like this has been foreshadowed at all before this moment. Uh, and so he ends up defeated, but don't worry. Protagonist doesn't kill him for reasons. Well, because he doesn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, at one point, the protagonist literally says like, oh, it looks like there's no point uh, that, no point in killing anybody in this game since you don't get the points. But then it explains the dead player's points are distributed to the survivors, which means not only do dead player's points go into the pool, but the fewer survivors there are, the, the stronger percentage of the pool you get. So it's the exact opposite. There's a very strong point in killing, but this show doesn't... Yes, but Rem, what about the morals? No, but this show doesn't... This show wasn't talking about the morals. It did. It was just saying, oh, wow, so there's no point then no it's the exact opposite of what you're saying you can talk about the morals this show wasn't uh so they they defeat the the florist and then they're like oh but wait a minute there's a big old scary clan that already has oodles and oodles of rings and they'll probably be here soon and so maybe us three should just work together yeah and so that's what they plan to do and that was the end of episode four and my life <laughs> You're a ghost now. Yeah, I, I am a ghost <laughs> now. Uh, overall, this show is batshit insane. Holy fuck, it's wild. It jumps from idea to idea. You'll think, oh, wow, that's sort of neat. And then you'll be like, why the fuck was this the creative direction and decision you have decided to make? I I, oh. I, I dare say, Sean, you know how you know how Sword Art Online is, is fun to hate, right? Everyone loves to right. hate it. I, I think Darwin's game, has superseded that. Like, this is this is the same joy I felt when watching the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where nothing ma really makes sense, but they go so all in. They go balls deep into the absurdity. And they're so not self-aware about it every step of the way. I, it, it is one of the worst things that we've ever seen on the podcast. Also, one of the more entertaining. So where does that leave you, Remington? I mean, I... I, I don't hate it. It's terrible. I don't hate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, uh, Rem, I think my my core idea of what makes this show so entertaining, aside from all of the points you uh, brought up, was I think the author's thought process primarily was either wouldn't this be cool or wouldn't this be edgy? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the same principle of like the Sharknado movies where it doesn't make any sense, but they just do a bunch of wacky bullshit because they were like, oh, you know what would be a really neat thing to include this and then next thing you know next thing you know people are chainsawing sharks uh lengthwise yeah exactly and there's never a thought of like yeah but does that make sense though or does that work with characters or does that push things further along no considerations are made to any of those things it's just yeah that'd be cool wouldn't it and that's the show that's all this show has uh don't get me wrong i would love to see an actually good version of this show uh but this it, it's like the room it's so bad it goes back to being entertaining especially if you're with friends uh go, wa go watch darwin's game get drunk with your uh, friends go 
watch Darwin's game. Make sure it's still social distance when you do. Uh, but yeah, that would or, be my recommendation. just watch it over, over a chat. Yeah, it's that, not that, that would be my recommendation. Because uh, if you want a good survival game, there's Mirai Nikki. Yeah, if you <laughs> want if you want quality, Mirai Nikki. If, if you want just a raucous, dumb time, Darwin's game. Oh, which is great because it's a show based on the idea of making intelligent decisions and the main character is supposed to be quite the strategist. What, what's insane is this show has, has moments of pretension. Like, it thinks. Oh. It has moments where it's like, oh god, I'm so fucking smart right now. It had a monologue all about Laplace, right? Uh, who, who's just, for, for listeners, all you need to know, he's an old smart dude. Uh, that's all this show knows about him, too. And it gives this long monologue about him and it, you can tell it feels so proud of it it feels so <laughs> smart and intelligent and there are a few moments in the show like that where the show it, it it's as if it looks at you and it's like yeah you know i'm uh i'm a bit of a scholar myself and it's like what the fuck <laughs> uh. Uh, and want to know what I? What's another thing I truly like about this show? I, I dare say even love about this show, Rem. What? The author sucks at naming things. <laughs> Hard fucking core. He sucks at naming things. Undeniably. Uh, because uh, because at first when I was reading the manga, I was like, is that just is that just a bad translation? No, no, no. It's a direct translation. It's just a bad name. <laughs> Uh, because eventually, eventually, Kaname does get his sigil's name because it turns out all of the sigils are named by uh, the creator of the games. Uh, and it was just a sigil that had not been seen before. Uh, which, and, which has so many implications and also doesn't make any sense because oh, yeah. the creator oh. made these, presumably. Uh, kind of. Basically, the creator <laughs> created the game. <laughs> and all of all of the sigils are f completely fucking batshit insane what, kind of random. What do you mean? That's that doesn't even make sense. Okay, anyway, uh so <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sure this will be a nice is, uh, little spoiler, but what's the name of his power? Oh, trust me. It's so, it's, they tr they present it like it's some uh, great, fantastic uh, power name. You know, like they do, it's like, oh, this is the, the God's Crusher, or, oh, this is a really cool uh, name, or uh, like a JoJo power name. Like they, they have all kinds of like grandstanding uh, style to it. Uh, but his, uh, his is called uh, Hino uh, Kakutsuchi, uh, and I probably butchered the mispronunciation but that's fine uh because the the actual name of it is fire god's anvil jesus Christ. or anvil of the fire god <laughs> and that is such a bad anime name that it comes right back around to being wonderful. <laughs> and like, why, why, why did they have to do Hephaestus like that, man? That's fucked up. No, Hephaestus isn't even mentioned. No, but we know. We know. Right? Like, it could have easily, they could have easily just gone that route, but no, no. He had to be like, okay, Anvil of the Fire God. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds, Hephaestus's Anvil or Hephaestus's short Forge would have been way better better but no 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 or the forge of the gods or something something there could have been so many things but no they had to keep it so vague with this is the anvil of the fire god you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad this show lacks any self-awareness because if, if it had self-awareness, it wouldn't be as entertaining. Probably not, no. And I like to think that it thinks it's self-aware. That's what I like to think. It's like, oh, I'm so self-aware with this well, idea. Well, no, undeniably, this show but thinks no. that it's genuinely, like, creative and groundbreaking, and it thinks, it thinks it's got its finger on the pulse. Uh, but the pulse it has is, uh, pixelated and an indent in concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
Which, although although uh, everything ridiculous about this game, I do I do like that mechanic to dealing with the bodies. No, I, just I, there's the a lot of neat ideas with it. It's just that they're so mishandled in every single way. Oh my god! And <laughs> this, this is honestly, I, I've I've mentioned this before. Uh, I can't remember what I compared it to, but Darwin's game is just another example of a David Cage anime. And, oh, and if you don't God. know who David Cage is, go play one of his games. It'll be a good time. If you like you'll, Darwin's you'll game, until you, if you yeah. liked Darwin's game, you will enjoy playing David Cage games. Until you don't. Which <laughs> yeah. is usually around like the halfway mark. <laughs> Sometimes near the end. It, it depends. It's it's a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. And by mixed bag, I mean it's generally pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, we need to cover about Darwin's game, Sean? No, no, Rem. I'm just glad that you're not uh, abusing me for enjoying this show because honestly, I'm, I the whole time I'm watching it. I'm just like, man, this is so bad. But I'm going to watch another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. So I suppose the final thing to ask, Rem, is uh, any chance you'd want to watch some more Darwin's game with me? I don't know how much I can take in individual doses, but broadly speaking, I would like to see a bit more. And then maybe we will in the future. After all, it's getting a second season, and the first season is only 11 episodes long, so oh, it's not fuck. it's not that it's not that beefy. And then without further ado, thank you all so much for tuning in. Before we get out of here, though, we do have just a little bit of house cleaning that we need to do. Uh, if you would like to support the show directly, we have a couple ways for you to do that. We actually have a Patreon where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content as well as fun perks, including uh, getting your name read on the show. And Remington, who are some of the lovely people that we have to thank this? This week. This is just a tangential side note. I'm very amused. We have one patron who has gone without a tier, who otherwise would be a yandere waifu, but apparently they didn't want to be a yandere waifu. It's beneath them. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Anyway, so of course we would like to thank all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls, but above that, we reach the level of our yandere waifus who have a knife to our throats, who are controlling chains all around us, uh, and, and are sure to be by our side in Darwin's game, we have Nixu, Sage Schiffner, Yuliana, Chris Salas, Grant Firetype, Devin McCutcheon, Matthew B, still upset about episode 105, many people are, Ross Palmer, yep, yep. Andrew Rowicki, oh, Siagun Dakimakura, I butchered your first name and... I mean, if, if that was your actual last name, I, oof. Uh, I bought Dylan Conception, Alexander Nasiensenyo, Farmer Sean is a traitor weeb, Hwood, <laughs> Jacob Livingston, Glenn Michael Dolan, Salty Pretzel, Hayden Lecker, Kazu Morocco, Sarah Birch, and Miles to go. Thank absolutely each and every one of you. You guys, it blows our mind that you guys are contributing, but there is more above that level we go to the magical yeah, land it, of Hogwarts. Yeah, just before you move on, Rem, I just want to say I love that uh, people are very salty about the the <laughs> Yorla in April episode. Yeah, I, so much so that they're willing to change their patron names uh, so that you have to read them out, but not not to drop us or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just to just to Pun add a little bit punish of us in the subtle ways. Yeah. So we get to Hogwarts, back to the boy wizard tier. We are taking the express, and, and from the trolley witch 
Uh, Adam Adam Kraft is obviously going to get some Bernie Bots every flavored beans. He's he's an adventurous one. Uh, Delina Delina Perez is getting uh, a chocolate frog. Can't have it any other way. And uh, Chase for debt. Uh, you know what, Chase? You are gonna get some some delightful jelly slugs. Is what you're getting. Um, do you just have a list of the various Harry Potter treats? Yeah, I just happen to have an encyclopedic knowledge that sometimes displays itself on my computer screen when I need it available. Uh, so thank And while you're at it, what, how do you feel about uh, non-binary folks? Uh, they are also fantastic. Okay, just <laughs> stay on the right page. So, <laughs> so to all of our, our boy wizards, uh, you are all fantastic. We appreciate you. Enjoy your magical sweets. Uh, but there is a tier past, past Hogwarts, uh, a place even more mysterious and bewildering. That place is the White House when we get to the Shefano tier representing Corey in the house and of course we have to start the list off with none other than the patron saint himself saint then on the flip side of things we have the almighty sinner but wait a moment uh they they have digivolved the almighty sin almighty sinner has that is not their final form in fact they have a second form that is also here yes the almighty sinner second form for some reason has also decided i we're pretty sure same person two two accounts doesn't make any sense it's a joke tier but we appreciate it but why yeah also uh, thank don't you. do that yeah don't do yeah, that let, let's let's say don't do this but but why are you doing we appreciate it so much why uh then then we we have uh, Zachary Shirley, who surely would not be as foolish as as, as that to to do it twice. They know their limits. They know uh, what what what's best for them. Good job, Zachary. Uh, then we have Cassidy. Justin, uh, I always want to figure out something great for you, Cassidy. Sean, we need something better for Cassidy. I mean, it, we can't mm, just use her last name as a pun. They, it's, it doesn't have the versatility as Shirley yeah, does. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh... I, I mean, without her, we would surely be cast at sea. No, you, you just took the Shirley. You didn't even use Justin. Come the fuck on. I, d I cast as in Cassidy. Oh, cast at sea. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that's Hey, what, it's not going to be good. <laughs> that's what you get, Cassidy. Uh, then we, of <laughs> course, have uh, the, the touchy diplomat going out to, to many other weeby nations and making sure relations are, are nice and good. We have the Silicon Spectre, who I cannot mention sex jokes about, uh, because that is not allowed by Sean. I'm told I will get in trouble. I, I'm told also it just comes from a, a misunderstanding. But you're my favorite kind of big titted specter. Uh, then, <laughs> then... Silicone and silicone are different <laughs> things, damn it. Then we have uh, Theo Noel, who's making sure that every day is Christmas here at Anime Out of Context. They are, are a gift unto us. Uh, we have... Omoto Ahigao, which is the, the single worst th thing I, I read on a weekly basis. So thank you for that. Uh, and then very apt to the name, we have questionable life decisions, uh, which it is especially questionable because this is another person who's doubled down and is, oh, okay, this is fine. We love and appreciate you, but you know what you're doing. It's a questionable life decision. We appreciate it anyway. Uh, we, we have then Thick Mullet, uh, who, you know what? I, I I think we needed to bring some some great hair to the White House because it has been sorely lacking. 
Uh, then, uh, as well as it's been lacking in every regards whatsoever. <laughs> then we have uh, a, a very contentious statement to, to end us on, and that is uh, thanking dubs are better than subs, uh, making a bold, oh, bold claim. Uh, there, there we are. There we. I've, I've said it. Uh, thank absolutely every single one of you. It blows our minds that you guys are so, so generous and that you guys are willing to, to contribute. It is really because of you guys that we are able to do this so consistently and, and that we can keep doing what we really enjoy and what I occasionally absolutely despise. Yeah, it does mean a whole lot to us. And God damn it. I, so I just looked up the name that you had an impossible time pronouncing. Uh, You know, how you tried to pronounce it like uh, Segahan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, right as I thought, I was like, that sounds weirdly familiar. I'm going to look that up. Uh, it, it's an old Irish Gaelic spelling oh, uh, of Sean. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so literally, literally, they name themselves Sean's Ducky Makara. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, and I am furious, God. but wildly impressed. That's I was like, amazing. why does that sound familiar? Oh, that's right, because that's it's the weird-ass spelling of my name. Brilliant. Curse my fucking Irish heritage. What a play. What a, that's that's a power move right there. Oh, man. Thank absolutely each and every one of you, uh, especially Sean Zadaki Makara, of which one of numerous. I only have one, damn it. So he says. Uh, and I didn't even want the one I got. <laughs> and people don't even know what character is on it yet, and that terrifies me still, because they're going to assume the worst until I tell them what it is. I mean, we know that like a tenth of your dockies are just me. <laughs> I got them stockpiled. <laughs> <laughs> I have one for every room of the house. I even have one that I turned into an apron just in case. I, I think in every, or at least almost every fan fiction I've had to write for the Patreon, I've included your Docky Makra collection. Oh, God damn it, Rem. <laughs> So if 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 the, your fan fiction uh, has a reference to that in it, it was probably written by me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh well. Eh, back to the house cleaning though, because this tangent is getting too fucking long. Uh, if you'd still like to support us and uh, don't really have the cash to spare, trust us, we get it. It's difficult times, and it seems to just be getting worse and worse. Uh, we the other way you can support us is via leaving a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is an excellent way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and times being the way they are now, I'm gonna borrow an uh, outro from one of my favorite things, and it's a message we all need to hear. Don't forget to love each other, and don't fuck your sister. Doo -doo -doo.